This podcast is sponsored by 3SI, a leading provider of asset protection and security solutions for ATMs, financial institutions, law enforcement, retail, pharmacies, transport, and more. 3SI's solutions protect more than 250,000 locations worldwide and have resulted in the arrests of 15,300 criminals and more than $136 million in stolen cash and assets recovered. 3SI's mission is to help create a safer world with innovative solutions and superior services that keep businesses and their employees safe from crime. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The credit union industry has seen extraordinary evolution in the last 18 months. In addition to shifts in technology and member service practices, the branch environment has undergone significant changes. Credit unions must consider new points of vulnerability as they continue to drive more efficient operational processes. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I speak with Kevin Mullins, Vice President of Emerging Markets at 3SI. Mullins outlines best practices for preventing crime, protecting frontline employees, and navigating other aspects of physical safety in credit union branches. He also explains how to continue serving member needs in a challenging labor market and much more. Kevin, we've seen a lot of changes within the credit union space over the last 18 months with digital adoption, member service, and things like that. The branch environment has also seen a lot of changes, particularly in response to the pandemic. And that's something that has brought up a lot of questions for a lot of credit unions. So I'd like to start by asking you about some of those changes, if you could lay out what you think are some of the most important ones. From a credit union branch process and management of that, we've had so many changes over the last 18 months. And I read an article last week and it was talking about how the industry has evolved more in the last 18 months than it had the previous 40 years. And a lot of that is COVID driven. You know, we've talked about this kind of branch of the future and that branch of the future really became the branch of now and kind of learning new ways to operate, being able to do more with less, kind of understanding there are different ways to be able to deliver retail services. You look at the last 18 months from the industry, checks were cash for members, credit union lending is at an all time high, transactions are processed, branches are open. So we learned to do a lot more with less. But you have to think about the resiliency of the industry and then how this trend will carry forward. And we really see that. But with that being said, you know, think about the new points of vulnerability that have opened up. And so the changes that we've seen is we've seen this shift in how we operate. We also see changes in the shift in how crime operates and safety from our staff members. You know, it's parking lot crime. We see this kind of industry shift to these single staff opening and closings, whereas The industry's always been very dual control driven or triple control driven. Now that we're seeing those reductions that we've learned to be able to operate more efficiently, again, new points of vulnerability opening up. And that's in addition to changes in physical structure. Now we're seeing mergers and acquisitions kind of cranking up after COVID. 
ATM attacks. So certainly those changes from a physical standpoint can be huge. The biggest change that I would argue that we've seen really from a safety standpoint, anybody wearing a mask now, glasses or gloves, basically everyone is. So how you deal with that, and it kind of changes how the points we look at physical safety and think about cameras, you know, all these IP cameras and we have everywhere in our credit union branches, what information are we getting? And so it's a little bit different than what it was pre-COVID. And how do we kind of align physical security with this evolving credit union branch structure? And that's one of the challenges that we face and you know, I'd like to talk more about. And following up on that, one of the big things that credit unions and businesses everywhere in all industries are dealing with right now are staffing reductions or staffing changes. How do you see that playing out in the security conversation within the credit union world right now? You know, as an industry, we've always kind of operated on strength in numbers, right? And if you walk into a like a credit union branch, and let's say the branch is, you know, five, six, seven, eight, 10 years old, and you'll have maybe seven, eight teller stations there, right? And now you have one or two people working. And where we've always had strength in numbers, as those numbers reduce, how do you maintain that high level of safety? And that's a challenge. And it's a challenge in the industry as we continue to operate more efficiently, but there are changes in finding labor right now. I mean, I have discussions with credit unions that we work with, and they may say, you know, we're looking at potentially closing offices, or we had to close an office based on the inability to find staffing. And so the great thing is, is you can leverage technology. You can leverage these solutions out there that allow you, again, to be able to operate more efficiently. We see retail delivery with teller cash recyclers, so TCRs that are in the branches. Why do we use those? Because they can do the work of two and a half people it allow you to be able to operate much more efficiently. Same situation with IVTs, which are interactive video tellers. So allowing you, again, leverage technology, maintain a safer branch, but tying into you know, where you may sit from a labor standpoint. And so we're becoming more efficient for our members. You also see changes in branches. We've gone to this universal type branch model. We go to universal bankers. So we have staff members now that can basically perform any function within the branch. A few years ago, we segregated those people, right? We had a, a CSR, and here's the teller, and here's the branch manager, and here's the investment person. Now, basically, one person can perform all of those functions. But again, getting back to you know what I was mentioning earlier, how do you align physical safety in this evolving and in this moving branch network? And with all of these changes, of course, we know anytime we shift the way that we do things, industry standards... And regulations obviously go hand in hand with that. So what are some of the standards that have either changed or not changed, but come to the forefront, particularly when we think about branch security and operations? There are multiple standards in the industry that we have to follow. And you can look, what is a regulatory best practice standard? What is a best practice what is an industry standard practice? You have appropriate practices, field practices, conventional practices, and we have to understand all of those, how you maintain that and how things have really changed and how we operate. When you look at the Bank Protection Act, which is kind of the Bible when it comes to physical security for banks and credit unions, 
from a credit union standpoint, adding on to that, even though they're subject to the BPA, they're also subject to NCUA Part 748. And that is a higher standard than what you would typically see in a traditional banking environment credit unions are subject to. And so you get into that to speak specifically to this opening closing process that you have to go through. And what has traditionally, again, been a dual control or even a triple control environment now going to a single control. When you look at NCUA Part 748, when you look at the examination materials and you look at the commentary to the act, to the law, it talks about a process you have to have that has to be effective. One, it has to be audited. It has to be something that is non-visible to people on the outside and something that's capable of change. And that's the standard that we have to follow. And it can be difficult to do unless you're leveraging technology solutions out there. So being able to bring that technology in and one, you know, you're making your people safe or two, you're in compliance, you're verifying what you're doing. But three, you become a more efficient institution, and that's the value. And so there are certainly ways that we continue to evolve and we continue to operate. And that's really the direction where the industry is going. And of course, with the pandemic, we've seen the introduction of state and local mandates for public health and public safety. Can you talk a little bit about how those have kind of come into the mix and either complicated things or created opportunities? It has complicated things and it has created new opportunities from what we do and from what our standpoint is. We look at what the CDC says, you know, what are the requirements there? When you look at those state guidelines, which many states are more stringent than what the CDC is, or when you look at what you're doing locally, there's kind of a common theme in that is we have to basically survey our staff members every day, kind of understanding, hey, you know, have you been in contact with someone who might be COVID exposed, or do you have any symptoms associated with that? And then that information has to come into an audit table. And this is something we have to do every day, every staff member. And then ultimately we have to be able to give feedback to that staff member should there be an issue. And that has to all be reviewed on a daily basis as well. It's an issue, but there are opportunities, again, being able to tie those solutions in and get a kind of a multi-departmental benefit from being able to gather this information and ultimately operate more efficient as a credit union entity. Yeah, and I think this is just so important to recognize because in, you know, what I'll call normal times, credit unions have so much compliance and regulatory considerations anyway. And of course, now we have this whole new world of compliance and mandates that we need to be thinking about with relation to COVID-19. This is such a big undertaking for operations teams and security teams, especially, but everyone at the credit union, it changes the way that everybody is doing their jobs. So Kevin, what other challenges do you see facing operations and security personnel right now? You know, there are a lot of challenges and, you know, things we need to consider in in moving forward. We've talked about different type of environments. We talk about looking at removing kind of antiquated procedures, antiquated processes sitting out there, building in process management control, procedural verification, integrating technology to policy, the things that we need to be doing. And then we leverage technologies that we purchase and what we have out there. A recent study came out and said that credit unions are not utilizing 
on average, 50% of the technology that they paid for. And so how you tie these pieces in again, you know, there are certain questions that I think you need to ask yourself as a credit union. We talked about changing industry standards, but what's also changed, you know, in the last 18 months in my branch environment, look at that, review those things. What new policies do we have out there? What practices do we have? What procedures have changed? Do I have the resources to verify and audit these processes? What new requirements do I have from budget, from a understanding of solutions out there from a training standpoint? And are there efficiencies that I can build into our security program, whether it's physical safety, employee safety, asset safety, customer safety, all of the things that we need to be looking at? And I'd like to ask you, too, where does strategic planning come into this? Because one of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of credit unions is that they might do strategic planning once a year, maybe twice a year. I'm hearing, number one, from them that strategic planning has become something that is like just a continuous thing that has to be happening all the time because the environment that we're operating in is changing on a daily basis. And the second thing that I think is interesting is that I've just heard very few credit unions say to me that they've actually run through, for example, a tabletop exercise specifically on something like a pandemic. So where does some of that strategic planning need to become maybe more flexible to fit into meeting some of these challenges? You know, I put my hat on my financial services industry hat and, you know, was working in the industry for over 23 years. And we used to do tabletop exercises, which was super interesting. And you would basically at that time, you would put all of your staff members name into a hat. And then today, 30 percent of the people are not going to be at work. And so we pull out 30 percent of the names out of the hat. And these people are not working. And how do we operate in doing that? And at the time, I thought, well, you know, it's a nice procedure. kind of need to go through. Um, interesting. Never truly thinking that, wow, we would really be in the middle of a pandemic. And that exact situation, and in many cases, potentially worse, would come through. It would be true. But, you know, we have to start planning. We have to think about those things. The great thing about the credit union industry is we have the NCUA sitting out there and we have that regulatory entity driving these things and thinking ahead of things. We also have guidance coming down from FinCEN and other different regulatory bodies out there giving us guidance in what we need to do. And then we also have CUNA as a resource, being able to provide information to their membership as well. But it's something that we definitely have to be thinking about and planning ahead of time. The big thing is budget having the budget and the resources to be able to understand this and deal with this. I've seen a lot of institutions in the past kind of understanding that, hey, if you need the budget, ask for it, right? You need to get in front of the right people. You need to be talking to your leadership within your credit union about here are the potential issues that we're dealing with. And this is what I need in order to mitigate that risk, not solve that risk, just mitigate that risk on the front end And be sure and talk to the right people, ask for it, put it in writing, train your staff, all the things that you need to do. And and certainly we've done that. Again, we've had to fly by the seat of our pants, really, for the last 18 months. But now we've settled in and it just shows the resiliency within the industry to be able to operate at the level we are right now. And you make a really great point, I think, about budgets and 
being able to make the case for spending in some of these areas, such as security needs, because they are so essential and becoming even more so. So what advice would you have for credit union folks who maybe need to make the argument that the credit union needs to invest in taking care of its security needs? What are some of the main points that would help someone make that argument to senior leadership or the board or whoever it might be? The industry standard, right? We're getting talking about industry standards. When you look at what the industry standard says, it is excluding personnel expense and interest expense. 5% of your budget should be going to the security of the credit union. That's a standard number that you need to potentially meet and look at. Another industry standard is if you have 15 branches and or departments, then you should have a full-time security officer at the credit union. And if you don't do that, then you open yourself up potentially to liability within the institution. I've heard people say the security within the institution, within the credit union, security and budget mentioned in the same sentence, and you really can't do that. That is a huge concern. I've served as an industry expert in the past, and I've seen cases and I have reviewed that. And I can tell you that if something negative were to happen, it's going to come under scrutiny. The amount of budget, the amount of detail, the amount of training that the security officer had when something potentially happens or something goes wrong. And it's much, much better to be proactive as opposed to reactive, because that way you can get ahead of things before they potentially happen. And I think just what we've seen in the last 18 months has just proven to a lot of people that that level of planning for the unknown is not a nice to have thing anymore. It's a need to have. So I think that's a great point too, that this isn't something that is a luxury. This is something that's really going to protect the credit union and position the credit union to continue to innovate and make changes in that area in order to continue serving members. So when we think about all of kind of what we've talked about here and branch efficiency going hand in hand with needing to ensure compliance, how can credit unions increase that branch efficiency while ensuring compliance? What are some steps that they can take or who can they go to to ask for help? I would really encourage them to look at resources like a lot of the online services out there providing security information, providing guidance to credit unions. Look at those. Don't be afraid to ask your regulator or, hey, what do you think? This is what we're considering. Is this something that should be implemented? Talk to your credit union family. By that, I mean all of those within the industry you have contact with and find out what they're doing from a best practice standpoint. Look at technologies. Look at being able to, again, make yourself more efficient make yourself safer. That's the great thing about the credit union industry is they're very forward thinking. What can we do? What solutions are are, are out there? Leverage those existing technologies that you have. Yes, you have IP-based cameras. Yes, you have retail delivery technologies. Yes, we have certain type of security solutions out there. Leverage those as much as possible. Look at new solutions and look at ways to move forward. There are mobile safety technologies that I would certainly encourage credit unions to look at and to utilize. So there are ways to make your people safer. There are ways to bring you into compliance. 
There are ways to integrate to those solutions, but also seeing a return on that investment. And so seeing security, seeing that security department within a credit union as a business unit. Once you understand that and see that, there are ways to operate and don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Other things to look at are emergency notification systems. There are two types of credit unions right now. It's one you just bought an emergency notification system or you're going to be buying one soon. When we look at problems we're having from civil unrest to climate flash weather issues to pandemic issues, we need a solution to be able to get information to our staff members fast and get information to and receive information from. And I think that's something that sometimes can get overlooked, but it's definitely something that allows you to be able to operate more efficiently, getting away from you know, the call tree type technologies, removing antiquated procedures. From an opening closing process, if you're still pulling the window shade, and this is kind of a credit union lesson 101, they're kind of, when you open and close a branch, you kind of have an A side employee and a B side. And typically, if you're operating in a dual control, someone's performing a function, they're giving signals that are going out to other staff members. And whether it's a window shade, a light, a sock monkey, a colored card in the window, or I've seen all these things out there, we're in the 21st century, right? We don't need to necessarily need two people, someone standing in the parking lot for 20 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon. Multiply that time by your number of branches by five days a week, 22 working days per month. And there's a lot of wasted time, wasted energy, wasted effort, but it's also a very unsafe practice for the industry. And finally, Kevin, I'd like to ask you about trends that you see as becoming more important as we look forward into the future several years from now, five to 10 years from now. What do you see that will become increasingly important in terms of technology or strategic planning? Strategic planning, I'll talk to that first. There's a new model coming out there, the hub and spoke model, where How do we become more efficient? So the hub and spoke is kind of like we have a main office for the credit union. And then we have satellite branches coming out and we may have full service branches from that and then express branches and micro branches. And all of these operate under the umbrella of that headquarter office. But being able to provide those services out there and tying in again, basically the size and the structure of the branch to the membership that they serve within a certain area. And so being able to better utilize that, and that's going to tie into those reduced staffing models. And so we have new customer service models coming out, new branch models, and you're going to continue to see the footprint of a branch get smaller, but it's very open. It's more of that kind of coffee house type environment, right? And so you walk in and there's steel under counter and you're standing at a counter and there's It's more open. It's more engaging. There's no longer that disconnect of that teller wall and then being able to reach out and engage customers. It's very much kind of that Apple store type environment. And we're seeing that move on the credit union side. Also on that, building in those staffing level efficiencies that you would tie into. We're seeing a changing kind of retail footprint from expanding out to numbers of branches and how the industry operates. And also looking at other kind of ATM, other delivery solutions that are out there. I mean, obviously, mobile banking is just you know everything right now. That's going to continue to grow and evolve. But there are solutions within those platforms that allow us to move forward as an industry. And I would certainly encourage everyone to look at those. But when you're doing that, 
look at where the new points of vulnerability are and what are we doing to address those and making sure that as you continue to evolve and grow and everything changes, that from a security standpoint, you're meeting all those new points of vulnerability and the industry's changing. It's amazing things that I've been out of financial services for a few years and looking back to where we were when I was there as opposed to where we are now is much different. Kevin, is there anything I haven't asked you that you think would be important to address in this episode? Very excited about where we're going, excited where we're moving as an industry, and then what we provide, what I provide in my job and what we do. Excited to provide that next level of safety and security with 3SI. We are the world's leader in GPS asset protection we have product in about a quarter of a million locations, and you know a lot of those are credit unions. For our financial and our retail customers, we've recovered about $140 million in monies and assets of our customers, and we've put a 15,000 criminal fine bars. And so a little bit about what we do, but if there's anything that someone were to have questions or, or if it's something that we could help with from what they're doing, always willing and And the industry has been super supportive for ESI, and we want to be supportive of the industry as well. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by 3SI. To learn more about protecting your branch and aligning physical security with process efficiency, or to schedule a virtual demo with a security expert, visit 3si.com. That's the number 3si.com. Together, let's create a safer world.